This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, y'all. Bayou Benders here to talk to you about the latest from our sponsors, DraftKings. Second round is in full swing, and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is that it's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at thousands of dollars in total prizes every day of the hockey playoffs and basketball. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Back to another episode of Habs Nightly. Uh, it was Father's Day. This is why this episode's coming uh, just a bit late. Uh, Mason, how was uh, how was your weekend? Plus, uh, I guess your day celebrating your dad. Oh, uh, it was pretty pretty good. Pretty um uneventful. My father didn't get home until ooh like three in the afternoon, an hour before I had to go to work. He goes on a uh, a camping trip father's day weekend with his buddies every uh every year so yeah i didn't get to see much of him but you know all the best best wishes have a uh have an incoming gift for him 
still in transit. A nice extra large Daddy Dino shirt on the way. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so he'll get that soon. I'll let you know the reaction. But yeah, it was a decent day. How was yours? Yeah, it was fine. Uh, just grilled with my dad. Uh, watched a little bit of. Um, you got the super regionals going on and uh, college baseball. LSU got knocked out, and that's my dad's team. But mm, watched uh, watch baseball. My father does. Uh, big big baseball guy. Uh, was a pitcher growing up. Um, I was a pitcher for a little bit. Did catching. Um, I really liked the outfield, but I'm not gonna lie. I did not have the patience for the outfield because I would just fucking start daydreaming. So. Uh, but no, I, I love baseball growing up. It's really hard to watch unless it's like a, unless it's like a, a fucking high hitting game. Uh, it's kind of tough. But I watched a little baseball with him. That's his jam. Uh, watched the fucking Suns beat. Well, who was that? The Clippers in Game One with him. Uh, but other than that, fuck LA, man. Just a good. Yeah, you're not. You're not lying. I'm all about <laughs> the Suns. Richie's got me on board. Uh, we're fucking. What is it? Something in the Valley. Uh, I don't know. Rally in the Valley. I'm all aboard. Shout out to Sporty Podcast. I'm on like all the entire Arizona train. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was tweeting about it. I fucking finally hopped on a, an MLB the, team. <laughs> the Diamondbacks. Just because of uh, that's the team I play for in MLB The Show. Hey, they got the be- most beautiful stadium, I swear. I think oh, there's a the rival. The jerseys are slick too, and I find out that they are on a twenty-three game losing streak in away games. So yeah, how about that? And it's like the, it's the new record for worst, I believe, or or it's yeah. coming up to it. Like, <laughs> it's it, that's ridiculous. That's painful. Yeah, my dad didn't even know about it. He's not a big MLB uh, fan. He loves college though, but that's just my yeah. Dad, see that that's an interesting. Interesting, like, dynamic guy that we don't really have in Canada. Like, college sports are not – they're huge down there. Like, right, especially way down here. SEC is, like, I'm watching these, these you know, games uh, in, in the Bell Center, and I'm like, these people need to take, like, a fucking entire fan base uh, tour to, like, the SEC – and just go sit in a game. It can be the most uneventful game. We can get fucking hosed out. But, like, just the fan service, like, the crowd itself acts as if you're, you're fucking winning, like, the championship every game. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching. Yeah, Obviously, there's not an entire stadium full of people. But, I mean, yesterday's game, there was moments where you should be standing. There's 10 minutes left in the game. It's still one nothing. Rally your fucking team. You know? I thought it was loud as balls. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Maybe I, it's, maybe it's because of, of where loud. I live. I expect, like, more. I thought for 3,500 people, that stadium it sounded was beautiful. noisy. It was, like a, it was like a fresh JBL system. <laughs> nice and loud. Well, I guess moving on to the game um, – like <laughs> it was tough. Uh, not gonna lie, a lot of people, a lot of Vegas fans shitting on Robin Leonard starting. I don't know how you can shit on that man for fucking blocking twenty seven of twenty eight shots. 
uh, in a yeah. game in a game where everyone in front of you uh, <laughs> was like having fucking tea, like didn't give a fuck. Yeah, and you know, we didn't talk about it in the previous games of this series because we talk about it all the time. But I do, I really do think that. And this just, was the worst. And then we come in with like a keyboard solo of how bad yeah. the officiating was. But like, <laughs> I don't like. I don't even know where to start. You when, start with Chris yeah. Lee. You start with the fact that they've allowed Chris Lee to to start like game three, and then after his terrible performance, uh, same guys the next night. I guess I'll start with this. Okay. It's a it's a um, tweet on the Habs Habs Reddit on the Habs forum for Reddit. Last year, it's not a tweet, so you know what I mean. A post <clears throat> last year. A Reddit user on the Habs forum looked into Chris Lee's record of officiating Habs games. So this is Habs games between 1999 and 2020. Jesus, this is a deep dive. That's over 25,000 games in between that time. And found that while Chris Lee penalizes other teams 1% less than the average official, he penalizes the Montreal Canadiens almost 14% more than any team in the National Hockey League. So that is huge. That's that's disturbing to say the least. And we've known, I think every Habs fan has known for a long time how shit Chris Lee is. We've been telling the league how bad he is for years. But what we saw tonight, or last night, sorry, I... Do I think Montreal got a little bit more screwed over than Vegas? Yes, I do. We're biased, but I do. I I have reasoning for that. But before we get into that, it was just blatantly just awful for everyone involved. Because at the start of the game, Chris Lee lost that game. And same with Kevin Aruk, or what is it? Aruk? Aruk? He lost it too, but the second Edmondson bought like cross checks a William Carrier in the back, head first into the boards. That was a blatant boarding call that they didn't call. Mm-hmm. They just let it play on, and we saw this game get out of hand. And with the Weber incident, I think uh, were you watching the Sportsnet feed, Corey? Um, no, I was watching National, so I was oh, watching. Okay. Um, like ours, you know, the U.S. one. Yeah. Well, Chris Cuthbert and uh, Craig Simpson were doing the game. Two extremely unbiased, like they're they're the guys at Sportsnet. Mm-hmm. And uh, Craig Simpson summed it up perfectly. A former player, Craig Simpson, I believe he won. He was on that Edmonton Oilers dynasty with Gretzky. The guys won cups. Nice. Um, he said. Well, Weber got cross-checked into the boards, and, you know, usually you don't retaliate in that situation, especially a player like Weber. Weber, no hesitation, got up, punched no sick in the back of the head, and then cross-checked him. And he said it's because he knew the way they were calling the game, they were not going to call anything. And I just think that when you've lost control, and Craig Simpson said it multiple times, Chris Lee is going to lose control of this game. When Nick Suzuki was getting punched in the head, he was 
berating Chris Lee by name, not just the officials, Chris Lee. And I just, I think that when color commentators are, who are supposed to be unbiased, this is a national broadcast. This is, they own the rights. This isn't RDS. This isn't TVA. And they're sitting there saying, Chris Lee, what are you doing? Oh my God. There's a problem, right? Like that's, it's just, someone's going to get hurt, let alone the outlook of the game. Someone is going to get seriously injured. We've seen Corey Perry's nose. That is going to be a scar eight, for the rest of his life. Eight stitches right in front of him. Uh, Brendan Gallagher's broken jaw. I'm surprised that they didn't have a hearing with Chris Lee about that, uh, or at least figure out why that was a blow, you know, wasn't called. Even Chandler Stevenson for Vegas has a concussion. Mm-hmm. And you're saying oh, no one's been hurt yet. Someone's going to get really fucking hurt because these teams are going to carry this bad blood into Vegas. And what really, what incensed me even more was if you're not, if you're not going to call it, I think that's more dangerous than calling everything. But if you're not going to call it, don't fucking call it because the two penalties they then called were fucking absurd. Nick Suzuki's penalty where it was called, he was called for hooking with the, I think that's a stretch in a regular season. It was like the the toe of the fucking blade, like touched. Yeah. It's a, (laughs) it's hooking, but it's soft. It's the softest. And you're calling that after letting guys punch each other, grab each other. Alex Tuck literally arm grabbed to know like hooked him in the arm and threw him on the ice 10 feet away from the play after the face off and they called nothing and then even the interference on anderson that call it was interference but that play happened 12 times before mm-hmm. probably more that night so you need fucking consistency and i it's just i don't know it was brutal like i've not seen a worse officiated game in the playoffs that was awful and we're looking um per dom Lu. i can't say his name for the athletic you know who i'm talking about Corey dom loose or whatever yeah he did a um <laughs> sorry i i cannot pronounce his name it's <laughs> polish um he wrote a really interesting article after mcdavid got out of the playoffs and said that the fact McDavid in eight straight playoff games, McDavid has not drawn a single penalty, which is bullshit. He said he counted over 30 infractions that went uncalled alone in the Jets series. He also said and pointed out that, you know, we complain about officials a lot and it seems cliche, but this year alone in the NHL has been the lowest amount of penalties called ever. Like oh. per per game, whatever. Like it's the lowest amount called, which is I don't know. I think that's insane, especially with the speed of the game. It's only getting faster. You would expect more stick infractions. Right. You would expect, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense. And do, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you think about it. I, I guess I'll just end my little spiel by saying, I do think both teams were victims to the officiating tonight. I don't want to sound like a total homer, but Montreal had one penalty and our power play has been a big part of our game. 
We've been firing at a 33% clip so far in the playoffs. The fact that both we've had two penalties in three games and both of them were with a minute left in the period, basically killing it has crippled us. We've basically gone three games without a, without a power play. And I think, you know, Montreal did blow the game, but I think the refs, Chris Lee played a big part in why we blew the game. I think you're right. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if, if something like what happened to Jake Evans comes, comes happening. Uh, If Chris Lee, I don't know. Chris Lee's the fucking worst, but like just the officiating in general. Um, if you're gonna make, if you're gonna have the balls to fire someone in the be- in the beginning of the season for for having their mic on it and speaking what the fucking refs do, but then don't have any type of leash on these refs, especially in the fucking playoffs, uh, especially after like the Jake Evans hit, you would think they would they would expect the officiating to be more than subpar now. Well, what I'll say to that, sorry, to is that Tim Peel didn't even get fired. There were no yeah. balls involved. He was retiring at the end of the season. Yeah, and they, they just kind of let him go early. <laughs> they suspended him. They didn't even fire him. So, yeah, sorry to interject, but, like, no, you're good. <laughs> I'm not even going to give them credit for that. <laughs> like, I think it's a Department of Player Safety issue at this point. The NHLPA should talk because – I don't understand how you let that guy get to the third round. Are there no better officials? Someone uh, pointed out that Wes McCauley hasn't officiated since, uh, I think, round one. Has he not? Uh, I saw it on Twitter. I could, I could be wrong, but I believe it was it was for uh, round one he hasn't. Maybe maybe there's something like uh, like something at home he, he can't do it or something, you know, something like that, but uh, – it could that's, be. A, that's the type of guy I want to see doing it. You know, someone who actually holds a code and and lives by it. You know, doesn't allow, like, games to get out of hand. He's got to be the most respected fucking official. The player, he's always the players and the players uh, vote, votes or whatever. He's mm-hmm. always among the best. And uh, Well, look, you, you mentioned uh, about the Connor McDavid with zero penalties. How about uh, – What's his name? Um, that McNabb guy, he's got zero the entire playoffs, all three rounds, zero. Braden, Braden McNabb, and he's got to be the the most – probably the biggest hitter on the team right now for Vegas and then the, the biggest pest to probably every team that's played other than Ryan Reeves. But – I didn't – did Ryan Reeves play last game? Uh, you bring it up. I don't sure. – remember seeing him but no you're right and the fact that he has he hasn't gotten a penalty against him is ridiculous the fact that i just think uh i'm not sure where vegas were in terms of penalized teams in the regular season Mm -hmm. but i would be surprised if they weren't up there because the way they play i love the way vegas plays i want to point that out i like the way they play they play hard hitting no-nonsense hockey. They're going to make you pay. It's kind of similar to the way the Habs, the Habs play. But when you play like that, you take penalties. And for the refs to basically decide that they're not going to have any penalties, well, how do you beat that, right? Like, what do you do to stop that? 
when they're allowed to beat you up, to hold you, even Josh Anderson's barely been able to utilize his speed because anytime he dumps the puck in, they set a pick on him. Like what it just, it, it's not fun to watch. It's not good hockey. It's not, it's just, I don't, it's not it. <laughs> it ain't it chief. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm just, I'm scared for what's going to happen in Vegas when we get a new set of officials. And if they call it tight, we could be down really quick because guys are going, well, that wasn't fucking called last game. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's just exceedingly getting more and more frustrating that we're <clears throat> in the third round of the playoffs and we still have to talk about the officials and I, they give us no choice, no matter how much me and you talk beforehand and say, we don't want to talk about the officials. They then, like it's like they they need to be known. They need to be heard. Right. Um, but back to back games at home, we uh, we were a high hitting team. Um, but one thing is that we've kind of dropped the puck on the faceoffs again, and that's something that we cannot afford to do against this team. I mean, no. fucking Petrangelo's got like three goals off the faceoff. I didn't realize, like, I always knew he was good. I don't think he was supposed to, like, yeah, he's a good player, but I've been, But he's, he's phenomenal. He's playing, I think, right now better than he did in that uh, St. Louis run. And I didn't really watch it, so I can't. Right. I did, because yeah. that shit was awesome. <laughs> I was like, why not, dude? Like, fucking zero to first. But, uh, like, I don't know. Every Every time we lose a fucking... We lose a face off. It it's it's like automatically going to him now. You, you remember how like fucking going into this year, Shea Weber was like the magnet on like power plays, right? Get it to Shea Weber, he's gonna fucking shoot it at the wall, uh, yada yada. Well, it's like every time there's a face off win and he's in the correct area, it's going straight to him. He's you know, he's obviously been ridiculously effective against Carey Price, who's been an absolute fucking wall, the best Carey Price I've ever fucking seen. So why not go to him? But the fact that, that we're we're losing these power play, I mean these face offs again is it's only gonna make fucking uh Petrangelo look fucking way better. But um I wanted to talk about Paul Byron uh and Cole Caulfield, but Paul Byron and his his ability <laughs> his ability to get these fucking unreal like breakaway fucking goals and um on Father's Day at that, you know, to just sink another dirty one. And on Robin Leonard, who's had, who had an absolute night. Um, I think you were at work, but hopefully you got to see him. He's basically this entire playoffs. He can have photos of each one of his goals and they're like magic goals. Yeah, he's lethal on the breakaway now. I, I don't, I don't think he's missed one in the playoffs. Um, even even the one he had the two on zero with Anderson, mm-hmm. like he might not have scored, but he set it up. Like I, yeah, well, I no, nothing thing. comes to mind that he's missed at least. Right, that's another thing. Um, previous game, not the not the one before this one. Um, people were shitting on Kakeniemi and this line, and then Kakeniemi is the reason he is the pass that sets up the fucking OT winner. 
a phenomenal pass. Like highlight. Yeah, gorgeous pass. No one talks about it because the 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 other pass that mm-hmm. Paul Byron made was also exceptional. But you're you're totally right. Uh, KK after that after game three had two assists in two games, riding a two game point streak, playing very well. Um, I guess if we want to talk about some positivity, we can talk about game three because I have not. Um, screamed that loud in a very long time uh the way in which vegas what do you want to say choked or choked it i guess with flurry um that was crazy um i guess we we can go back and start <laughs> at the start though if you want yeah. or we can yeah, yeah no that's fine uh this was what uh our first this is our first time uh what not not having the first goal i believe uh nick wah got the first goal in that game yeah. and it was like the first time us having to come from behind and but, then for cole i mean caulfield cole caulfield like uh what like two three minutes later off the phenomenal feed mm-hmm. from nick suzuki absolutely buries it like what a goal and I thought the whole play was phenomenal. I love I love when we see Suzuki and Caulfield connect because it just makes me even though we're in the third round of the playoffs, it just makes me think about the future, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna have that for years to come. And then what a I guess you could say likely but unlikely hero in Josh Anderson. Um a minute what a minute left. Was it yeah. just a, it yeah, was a at eighteen oh five. It's when he scores the, the tying goal. Yeah, just under two minutes left. I was sitting around with a Leafs fan and an Avs fan in my basement. <laughs> and you know, we're going, we're we're they're they're both on the bandwagon now. They're rooting for the Habs. Um but we're talking about Anderson all game. We're like, man, it'd be a good game for Anderson to score. And we're we're a little bit, you know, we're getting a, a few drinks deep, and I go. Hockey gods, I swear, I swear on my life, hockey gods. If you if you let us tie this, we'll all do a double shot of Hennessy. Thirty seconds later, fucking Mark Andre Fleury bobbles the puck. Josh Anderson puts it in. I get absolutely plastered off of Hennessy shots to end the night, and basically, you're welcome, Habs Nation. I uh, tied the game for us. It was uh, dude. I was. I think my wife. I think Jack was like, "Can you come lay down with me?" I was like, "Yeah," but I'm like watching the game, you know, and uh, <laughs> I hit it really low, and I just start fucking screaming. Woke <laughs> her up, and I'm like, "I'm sorry, you wouldn't understand, but this was like I called this shit, and I was too afraid to like, um." I don't know, to fuck up Josh Anderson's possible chance because that morning I wrote and I deleted it. I was like, this is like a two-goal Josh Anderson night. And then I was like, no, I don't want to jinx this guy. I don't want to jinx this guy because he needs every bit of you know luck he needs right now to, to kind of get out of this uh, scoring slump. And um, fuck, dude, praise Josh Anderson. Like. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yeah, I uh, we were screaming, and then the for him to score that goal off that pass, like we were talking about from it's KK, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. And you wouldn't, you know, at the, the beginning of this year, I couldn't tell you what it would take to get an Avs fan, a Leafs fan, and a Habs fan to scream and hug each other for thirty seconds, but. That Josh Anderson goal did it. It was like he's a, he's pure a man of the people. Uniting the people. Like the amount of just pure adrenaline, pure happiness I felt in that moment. That was that was a huge goal. Huge goal for us too. You know, we're talking like it's the end of the world. It's two two. We're going to game six. I know. It's just after yesterday's game and how um just unruly it was to hold on to the lead the entire night um and then the cold the cold call field stop oh my god uh Lane that was, was phenomenal <laughs> like so good I, I mean i get in arguments all the time with people that just shit on him i'm like he's a unit now like he's such a great goalie he's either trash or he's great and i'm like man they're allowed to have off nights uh, this guy doesn't play that much anymore, you know, like uh, call it what you want. Like, and look, he has a fucking phenomenal night. The only reason that it's not a three, one series going back to Vegas. But. Yeah. Like he stole a show. He made a bunch of really good saves and, you know, I guess Vegas made the right call putting him in net. They did. And I mean, truthfully, I think even if they put flurry back in that, I, I don't think that's a bad call. I think, um, you know, we haven't seen Jake Allen, but all three of the goalies that, that have been played in this series have been phenomenal. Marc-Andre Fleury had a, a tough night, one tough night, truthfully, you know. Yeah, but, even even last night, I guess you could say was that tying goal wasn't Price's best. <laughs> no. That Brayden goal, McNabb goal, that was that was a softy. But was I, it? I, Are you serious? I don't know about that. I, oh, I mean, it was I, a softy. I feel like... It was a lapse of judgment to not hug that wall, hug that post. But fuck, dude. Um, it went right. If you, I watched a recap before we hopped on. It goes right through his arm. Yeah, I know. It's just. I'm not gonna. I'm not shitting on Price. Price <laughs> made phenomenal saves that game too. But yeah, it was know, a tough one. It was a tough. He one simply in a goaltender's battle, he got outplayed, and I think that's the first time he's been outplayed by an opposing goalie mm-hmm. all playoffs long. Right. And I, I'm just saying that not in detriment of Carey Price, no. but in praise of Robin Lehner. Right. Um, we just got to pick up the the, uh, the momentum again offensively. Hopefully this game. Uh, I love winning in Vegas. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that uh, that first, you know, game two was, was unreal. It was just silencing. Um, I'd love to do it again. I'd love to, to take the lead. You know, but uh, it's it's now a best of three series, and um, fuck man, I can't wait. I think what it's uh Tuesday, so you tomorrow. This is awesome. Um, you got anything else, Bud? I think we'll kind of close it up a little early. It's it's a it's a a late episode, you know. But uh, I think everyone understands Father's Day. We needed to spend some time with our families, and um, I don't think either one of us expected us to be going this long to the playoffs. So. A bit of a needed break. <clears throat> um, 
No, not not really off the top of my head. I think we're going to have to see something done by the league. I don't want to see Chris Lee and Kevin O'Rourke back in the playoffs. I think that'll be a travesty. And if we do see them back, I think it's just proof that the league doesn't give a shit. The league does what they want. And I don't know. I think there's some foul play in the air if they're back. I really do. They're trying to get this these two teams to beat the shit out of each other so they can let their $18 million over cap team win a second time unless the Islanders can fucking pull that shit. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's I'm not going to call it conspiracy, but it his last game really was bad for both teams, but Vegas is definitely uh, – even the Vegas players post-game were <laughs> saying, oh, well, you know, that's the ref. They call it this. I just – I thought it was weird that they were – they were happy about the officiating. I mean, fuck, if you, if you that, squeak out with the win, you're not going to f- hold it too much, you know, because they definitely didn't deserve to win that game. I uh, guess. It, I guess it's it's not as big of a loss – if you didn't fucking lose and you tie a series, you know, uh, you, you start to look for the, for the good in the game. But, um, I got one for you. Fucking Shabbersport is in the Robertson cup Tuesday night. I won't be watching it sadly. Cause I can't afford it. It's more expensive than NHL right now. And NHL is on television. So I can just watch that for free. So I'll be watching the Habs, but, your favorite team of Louisiana is in the Robertson Cup. The only team of Louisiana. Yeah. At least you're doing your homework. Actually, you're wrong. They have uh, the Drillers and Baton Rouge, but we don't talk about them because they snubbed me on that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have anything else to add. Okay. Well, fucking, we'll close it out. Um, Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. This has been Habs Nightly. Please give us a follow at Habs Nightly and Bayou Benders. If you uh, want to support us, support the show, please uh, you can buy one of our unique designs at habsnightly.whatforapparel.com. You guys have a great rest of your day, and we can't wait to talk to you guys again on Thursday. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, you know what? I'm I, just I, so heated because of what, what you're telling me because I, I do not want to live in a world <laughs> in a world where a craft dinner is the fucking substitute to a good macaroni. You're putting powder. No, no, no. Mac, macaroni. As you call it, is a substitute for KD. God. <laughs> oh my God! Go to go to Italy. If you ask, open some fucking no, 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 craft no, 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 no. If you ask any Canadian, would they rather have macaroni or KD? They will tell you KD is the best. It is superior. It is a fucking national treasure, and it is the greatest dish in Canada. I'm Mason Dixon, a Habs fan stuck in Leafs country, with my co-host Corey, a southern beauty trapped deep in the bayous of Louisiana. With over 2,500 kilometers of separation, we still managed to come together to give you Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. 
While I don't know what a kilometer is, I do know Habs hockey. Don't let the 10-year age gap or distance fool you. We bleed Blue Blanc at Rouge, and we're known to serve up hot takes along with our unique charm. Join us every Monday and Thursday for Hockey Talk, Ref Rage, and your daily dose of Southern ignorance. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Katie is the superior macaroni and cheese. Get the fuck out of here. You put um, ketchup on your fucking macaroni, you nasty kid? Yes, I fucking do. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys have a great night.